Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Welcome to episode number 188 of the podcast with Sandy Herrera. Now, Today, I have the pleasure of sharing Sandy with you, and and I actually only met her a couple of weeks ago when she presented one of the most engaging sessions on finding your purpose and your why on our online education summit. And for me, it was fascinating. I love learning from new people, and one of the best things about running events online um, and working is that you get to connect with people all over the world, and Sandy joins us from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, But the one thing as well we're going to talk about is when she was working with uh, the head creator of Zappos. And I don't know if anybody's read this book, but it's one of the best books I've ever read on delivering happiness. And then Sandy got a job as, and this is an awesome title, we'll talk about this, but Zappos Creator Ops Diva. And I think that is fantastic. But Sandy now works with um, executives, corporates, and schools all around the globe, helping them improve their culture. Um, Because when you improve your culture, it affects all aspects of your organization. So we're going to talk about that and a lot more in this fantastic episode. So guys, sit back. This is episode number 188. to the podcast all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada. Sandy, how are you going? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I am not gambling. So that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> now, we just spoke about this before. Um, obviously, a lot of people have been to Vegas. I've been there before. And you walk up and down that strip and it is a crazy place. And that's why it's so unique. But you were just saying before, it's quite eerie. It is. It is. I have a lot of my friends that have driven down and, and posted videos driving down the strip going, this is weird. There's no people walking on the sidewalks. There's like a few bicycles going down the middle of the strip. Um, and there's no, I had a, a principal friend of mine, she took her son last night to drive down the strip and there's lights on the buildings, but there's no room lights. And so that's a little weird. Yeah, I can imagine because Obviously, living now, I know we spoke about it before that um, there is outside of the strip, there's actual livelihood and people going on. But I suppose when you just see that, it might be quite strange. So let's paint the picture. I know you've always lived in Las Vegas and we're going to talk about it. Do you want to give the listeners a little bit of your background, Sandy? Yeah, for sure. So um, I actually did not grow up in Vegas, but I I moved here in 98. I I grew up in in Southern California in a little um, mountain community uh, in Big Bear. And so um, moved to Vegas and made some great friends and have really just um, fallen in love with the community. So um, my work is I started working with Tony Shea, the CEO of Zappos at his company um, called Delivering Happiness based on his book. And just um, reached out when he, when he decided to turn it into a company and said, hey, love what you're doing, happy to volunteer, whatever you need. And next thing you know, I'm running internal culture and internal operations with the title of Culture Ops Diva. I so love that. <laughs> no, <laughs> we all had fun titles at the time. I don't know if that's as much of a thing. My fiance was telling me that. He goes, I don't think that's really a thing much anymore where people get crazy titles. Oh, but, I've uh, heard it. I've we heard had it. Fun. Think, no, that's what I was like. Uh, I was asking you before. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with it. And so then um, through that work, we were teaching other companies how to use happiness as a business model. And um, we had schools reaching out and saying, hey, we got a hold of the book can you teach us how to incorporate some of the strategies into our schools or can you help us write curriculum to go along with the book? And I have this huge passion for education and it came from my son um, who's now 18, but when he was in kindergarten, 
had an unfortunate experience between one school and another that had everything to do with culture and nothing to do with academics. And so it, it started that mommy fire in me. And so when I was teaching companies how to create positive workplace, um, it was a no brainer when schools were reaching out saying, hey, can you help us? And so I started volunteering my time. And this was back in 2009, 2010 timeframe. And by 2013, I left um, to create my own company and solely focus on transforming our schools into be great places to work and learn. And through that work, started my company, Educator Dynamics, and it's evolved into be really about amplifying the brilliance and the value of educators on the planet and creating this conscious educator movement. And I also um, run a nonprofit called Genius School US, which is partnered with Genius School Global, and it's a whole education revolution to ignite the genius in young people. And I, I had the pleasure last week of uh, sitting on the other side of the screen and watching you present. And I was blown away. It was incredible. Um, and I want to get into that and everything you're doing with education dynamics. But so let's go back to Tony Shea. And so you got that opportunity by, you know, volunteering. Do you want to talk about that? Because I, I think that's one of the things people, they're, they're always about, how can I get something out of this? I want to be paid that perceived value. Um, but you've just obviously two examples there that you said you've started in school, you started Tony Shea through volunteering your time. Do you want to talk about that? Because I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, Tony and I were friends. Um, I was actually um, selling real estate at the time. I had run a couple of different real estate brokerages and then um, 2008 came and, and obviously the world fell out from under us um, <laughs> financially. <Right now. laughs> and and um, the, the brokerage that I was working with, the, the big developer partner, um, we had five different divisions and we were running um, just this massive mixed use project that we were building and um, it all went away like in a heartbeat. And so I was like, all right, what do I want to do when I grow up now? And ended up having a short-term contract with Colliers International, um, trying to help them build residential, luxury residential um, departments connected to their commercial brokerages. And um, then obviously the economy still started, you know, was not going in the right direction. So that got put on hold. Uh, I ended up um, then going, all right, I, I can put my bootstraps back on and, and just go back and start selling commercial and residential on my own as an independent agent and had um, Fred Mosler, who at the time was the number two guy in Zappos, was a friend of a friend. And he reached out and said, hey, I'm looking for a townhome for my mom. You know, I know you mostly do luxury and commercial, but do you mind? And I was like, I don't mind at all. Like, happy to help, you know, whatever. Um, it's just kind of innately who I am. Someone asks for help, but I'm like, sure, you know, I'll, I'll help you figure it out. <clears throat> Met his mom, lovely human being, had just a blast spending time with her. And through that relationship, by the time it came to the deal, Fred was like, oh, now I'm involved because I'm going to sign the contracts. And Fred was like, you have just been amazing with my mom. I, I want you to come meet Tony and I want you to meet so-and-so and I want you to meet so-and-so. And before you know it, I'm working with the entire executive team at Zappos, helping them with commercial and residential real estate. And it was during the time that Tony was writing the book and it was during the time that they were getting ready um, to be acquired by Amazon. And so... It was just this, this brilliant time to be working with amazing, big-hearted humans that that's really how they started Zappos, was to solve a problem of being able to find shoes that you couldn't normally find in a store. And that just translated into the amazing culture that they've built. And so, so through that, when Tony said, hey, I'm you know, going to turn this book into a company, I said, hey, I love what you're doing, loved the book, um, you know, absolutely adore you as a human, happy to volunteer. And, you know, I, I just want to help you figure this out. I'm, I'm doing the real estate thing. So it's not about money for me. It's 
really just about being a part of delivering happiness around the world. I mean, who wouldn't want to jump in and go, yeah, can I jump on that train? Because that's fun stuff. <laughs> of course. I, I, I love that. And I think uh, for people that haven't read the book, I know I uh, obviously I listened to it um, and absolutely loved it. And I love the philosophy. And if you haven't heard it, where, you know, he started off his business, first business, made a lot of money, but he wasn't happy with it, the culture. So that's right. when it comes to delivering happiness and, and customer service and things like that. Is that sort of what you've taken and right into a school? Because schools are business right. as well. But a lot of the time I see it saying it's just not run that well. You know, like some schools right. focus too much on what parents say or, or just the kids and not look after their teachers. And do you find yeah. that you've, you've got a bit of a mixture of that in, in what you do now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when, when you start to look at a school as a workplace and as a place of business, you have a different lens on it. And so when I come in and I share that lens with the, the principals, the school leaders, the administrative teams, I can begin to shift their consciousness around really, let's start focusing on the human element of what's going on. Because in, in the education business, you're not in the business of education. You're not in the business of data for sure. You're in the business of people. And once you recognize that you're in the people business, you, it begins to shift why and how you do things. And, you know, that's one of the simple shifts that I, I help school leaders make is let's, let's get back to this being a people business. You know, it's, it's about the adults in the buildings and if you take care of them, they'll take care of the little ones. Yeah. And I think that is, that is so true. Um, and I think that's really comes back to, you know, finding your why and your purpose, like it, that yeah. fantastic presentation. And if guys, you haven't seen Sandy's presentation, it's not just for schools, it's for anybody. Finding your why is so important. So um, for you, how, how liberating was it? Like, I'm, I'm sure you enjoyed selling real estate, but now doing what you do and you've actually found your real calling. Yeah. How amazing is that? Oh, it was so amazing. I remember doing real estate and I had so many people, Cause I was like, ah, I'm meant to be part of something that's bigger than myself. I'm meant to be, I was never, I was never settled. I was never satisfied. <clears throat> so when I was running the big mixed use project, it was like, oh my gosh, this is bigger than me. We're connected with a developer out of Ireland. <coughs> Excuse me. I've been talking all day. Um, and it was, it was like, I had so many people go, but you're so good at it. Like, why would you ever leave it? I'm like, I, it's not, I'm not meant to do it. it. And it was like when I pivoted from delivering happiness and I, I was on salary running operations and I said, I'm out. I'm going to go start this thing. No parachute, no nothing. Just, I'm going to go do this. Wow. So, <laughs> I know, Cause a lot of people, and I get this as well. People say like, why'd you leave teaching? You had a really good job, really secure. And I'm like, right. I love that. But I think there's something bigger out there for me. I, I've got a bigger vision. Was that, did you ponder on that? Because you had a very good job. If you were the, the culture ops diva of delivering happiness, that's probably nearly the best job going. And then you've left that. Was that a big decision, Sandy? It was a huge decision. It was kind of an evolution of a decision though, because you know, I was, I was volunteering my time and helping these schools and developing these programs. And the intention was to build it under the delivering happiness umbrella and create delivering happiness at school. And um, while we were doing that, we, we were a startup on steroids was the best way to describe us. We literally had the world, you know, so in love with this book and this movement sharing with us, can you do happiness this way? Can you do happiness this way? Can you do? And we wanted to do all things. And that was one of the challenges that we faced is that we spread ourselves too thin, too fast as in any startup. We, we all know how that goes if you've ever started a business. And so um, when when I started saying, you know, I want to evolve and I want to start this and I don't know what it's going to look like. And I started kind of delegating some of the duties that I was doing in operations. Um, 
it just turned into this where I, I went to the CEO, um, Jen Lim, one day and I said, <clears throat> I, I need to focus on the at school piece. And so I'm, I'm willing to do it with no salary because I understand we have no budget for it. Um, I'll, I just want to do the work. And she's like, okay, let's pilot it. Let's see what happens. And so I was intending to pilot it and kind of moved out of my role. And um, the other person who was really leading the at work team that was really focused on developing all of our programs for um, different corporations to infuse happiness, uh, he had left at the same time. And that was a little more unexpected. And so she lost two of her senior people in really key roles at the same time. And it, it ended up um, to where she needed to pivot. And she, and I full well, you know, Jen and I are still friends to this day and um, very amicable departure where she was like, Sandy, you're so passionate about it. You have to go build it. Like, I, like I, you can't not do this work. And I was like, I know, but I feel bad. Like I want to help you. And she, <laughs> it was like, she's like, we're good. Our paths will cross, you know, not worried about that at all. And she goes, but I just need you to build it on your own. Um, you know, take everything you've already created. Just let's not make it under the DH brand because I, I need to really focus it and streamline. And I said, I totally agree. That's what we've been talking about, you know, at the high level anyways, um, as how we, how do we create this success? And to this day, delivering happiness is doing amazing work around the world with corporations, um, and, and transforming lives that way. And, it gave me the opportunity to really pursue my passion. And I love working with educators. They are the most passionate underserved group of humans on the planet. And it is like my soul's calling to shout from the rooftops, pay attention to teachers. They're amazing. <laughs> and everyone knows it, but it's like, we, we don't, we don't show it in our behaviors as societies around the world as much as I think we need to. And, and I really think that it's going to be educators who are going to actually stand up and go, uh-uh, no, we're here. It's <laughs> have you seen some of the memes go around right now where teachers are like, um, global pandemic, um, just th there were like five different things of catastrophe that had just happened. And it was like, hold my coffee. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> doing it all. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, don't, don't mess with teachers. They know how to multitask. They know how to handle things. Now you just sent all the kids home and gave them a challenge. And they said, watch me. <laughs> so I, think that's, I think that, like you just said, it's one of the most amazing and fascinating things I've seen because as educators, I did four years at uni, there wasn't one course, Sandy, that we did on remote yeah. teaching and learning. Do you know what I mean? And, and right. it wasn't if they said, oh, in two years, it's going to be this coronavirus, it's going to be this pandemic. So start planning for it now. A lot of yeah. people say the school's closing tomorrow, figure it out. Like it's insane. Yeah. It's exactly what happened. And one of the things, one of the, um, unfortunate side effects is I've talked about a shift in identity and as educators you're right it was it was we found out um, here in in Nevada at five o'clock on a Sunday night that we were not going back on Monday granted we were kind of thinking it was gonna it was gonna happen we weren't gonna go back but we were still holding out hope and we still really didn't know and so literally 12 hours prior to don't show up the next day you're told you have a new identity and I asked educators, I'm like, so, so when else have you had an identity shift in your life? And they said things like getting married, having a baby, graduating from college, um, university, as you guys call it, um, and, <laughs> or uni. Um, I feel like an imposter when I say uni. I'm like, I'm not allowed to right. uni. I'm not Get from Australia. No. <laughs> <laughs> you did. It's, it doesn't work. <clears throat> but it was like, you went through a massive identity shift like that. Every other identity shift usually in life, you know is coming. You know you're going to have a baby, right? You hope. 
right? <laughs> you know you're going to get married. You, you hope. <laughs> um, but it's like you go through this massive identity shift overnight. And it's like all of a sudden you're not surrounded by kids. All of a sudden you're not in a classroom. You're at home. That can be good or bad, right? <clears throat> you now have your own kids. Now you don't know how you're going to connect. Now you're worried about the kids that you teach because a lot of the schools that I work with are inner city schools and <clears throat> they don't know what environment their kids are really going home to. They can guess and they have some stories, but now they're that. worried for their safety, for their well-being, and there's nothing they can do about it. They don't even know if they can connect with them. And then we've got our school district and, and our, our state department of education saying, you need to have office hours. You need to, you know, be now getting third quarter grades and you need to be doing collect, collecting attendance for who's showing up. And educators are like, but wh where am I? What? I just got transported to an alternate universe. Can you give me a minute to sit still? <laughs> so, um, it has been a wild ride. It, uh, I think it has. And I speak about this a lot, Sandy. I think that's why um, a lot of the teachers that I know that have started their own business and things do extremely well because they can yeah. adapt. They can, they can communicate with anyone. They can have a conversation with a three-year-old about what its rabbit did in its dream when it was climbing a tree. Or then they'll have grandparents they're talking about and they can talk about things with them. They've got angry parents. They've got happy parents. They've got other staff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you think about all these skills. Yeah. Like, they're set for anything in the world, really. Right. And, and we don't utilize them in that brilliant way. They are a brilliant group of humans. And so I'm, I'm on this path and I'm developing this program that's going to launch, um, I'm hoping June 1st, if you ask the people who are good at timing on my team, one of my business partners, Melissa, she's amazing at timing things. She'd probably tell me it's going to be closer to June 15th. I'm still going to shoot for June 1st, but we'll see. Um, but it's about teaching educators um, how to develop an entrepreneurial mindset and potentially even become an entrepreneur. And I think that the more we shift that mindset, not only in ourselves, but in our young people, we're actually going to be the ones to solve the world's problems. We look at how easily you and I were to be able to connect as entrepreneurs. Oh, crazy. Whereas you get governments involved and we wouldn't be able to talk for three months. Oh, no. And so looking at how fast we can actually solve the world's problems and you know, teaching about the global sustainability goals and how we connect as a greater community. You know, here it's still Earth Day. Um, you know, it's it's really focusing on on the things that we can control. Yeah, and I I totally agree with that. And one thing I find when if I'm working with schools like yourself, it will take a long time for eight different people to tick it off for me to come or to fly there or whatever I need to do. Whereas for me and you to connect, we've already done a fantastic summit webinar. Now we're doing yeah. a podcast. That's all in a week and a bit. Do you know what I mean? Right. So like, that's how quick things can change, particularly with the technology, everything we've got going on. And I absolutely love it. So when you're doing your work, what, what excites you most about it? Is it seeing the shift in teachers going, oh, I can do that. I've got so much more. Is it um, bringing happiness to all facets of the schooling life? But what is it? What, what makes you tick? All of the I'm like, yes, to all of those things. Um, it really is, and this is going to sound really awful and like I'm a terrible person. I promise I'm not a terrible person. Um, She's not. When, when, when I have educators walk in and go, Sandy, don't make me cry today. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it's not my intention to make you cry ever. <laughs> but tears are usually coming from when they're having a breakthrough when they're actually having that release of like, oh, I get it. I can now, it's like that freedom. 
from a limiting belief or something that was holding them back um, prior to. And, and even, you know, I have teachers all the time, and I remember one specifically um, at a middle school that I've been coaching for a while, and she came up to me afterwards and she goes, she goes, Sandy, so I know that, that um, this isn't really what you do. She goes, but I have to tell you, you have changed my marriage. And I was like, really? Like how? She made you cry. In a good, in a good, way, in a good way, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is in a good way. Um, and, and she's like, yes, absolutely. She goes, we have actually taken what you teach with the, the, I use a psychometric assessment called talent dynamics to help people understand their natural brain wired strength and how to communicate effectively between different profiles and, and different natural frequencies that we all vibe with or don't vibe with. And she said, as we talk about effective communication, she goes, I have taken those back and my husband's been open to hearing what we talk about and just be, me being able to teach him what you teach us and kind of articulating what his natural frequency is and what mine is. And we're like, oh, that's why we irritate each other. And now it can kind of become playful. And she goes, we're actually making time. And she said, the way you bookend your meetings with starting with gratitude and ending with appreciation, she goes, we've started doing our family meals that way. And it has made all the difference in the world. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for translating this into a positive family spirit. I, I just love that she did that. I think, um, and really that comes back, anybody can apply that. And it really comes back to your mindset. If you start on a positive, finish on a positive, yeah. then normally the middle is as well. But what I find too often for meeting is people don't want to be there and they just start like delivering this content. They haven't yeah. set the scene. You know, you need to start for wow. And I know that comes from obviously you know, the wow of customer service, be different. And it's exactly yeah. like you were saying, start on a positive, share something grateful for. It's very simple, isn't it? Yeah. And even during this trying time, you know, I, we just found out last night that, um, that we're not going back to school for this school year, which means that we'll start again in August. I know we're on, on a different timeline than, than you are, um, but, you know, we're getting ready to go into summer and our last day of school would have been May 20th. And so we, we've decided to stay closed, have the buildings be closed. So we're still doing distance learning um, or attempting to do distance learning as much as we can, but this, but the buildings are going to be closed until, um, until we can reopen per the governor, um, of our state's advice. And so we just found that out last night. And, and even though, um, we were kind of anticipating it again, it was still that, that grief that is associated with it. And, and I had two workshops this morning with different schools and I started both of them with saying, okay, like we all know that this is, this can be kind of sad and we can focus on this, but I want to hear what is the silver lining for each of you? And, you know, hearing what they shared about, it's a relief to know. Yeah. Just to have that certainty of knowing, now I can actually plan. And again, we still don't even know if we're going to be in distance learning come August when we would normally be going back into the physical buildings, but we can at least have some breathing room to, to, um, to know what's going to happen versus feeling like they're going to tell us go back tomorrow and you know have like, to freak like out when again. it happened originally and I, 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 think that's, I think that's the worst thing about it, that unknown you know and and that's the yeah. scariest part and that's what building all the stress and anxiety with people that they physically don't know what's happened nobody does so right. i think i think when you they can make that clear call and i know um i've been working with a lot of schools like in abu dhabi and dubai and stuff they made that call a long time ago you know like yeah. right that's it done we'll start again fresh and that way everybody knows that oh yeah it might be another week it might be another week no this is how it's going to be this is our life i think it's yeah. a really smart decision particularly for mm -hmm. our mindset for sure for sure and and aren't you guys going back or are there parts of Australia that are going back? So, 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 because where, I have friends, 
yeah, yeah. Where I am in where I'm in Victoria that certain students are still going so if their yeah. parents are deemed essential so like if they're you know in doctors nurses place like that that their kids can still go to school but they're saying stay at home if possible so um, yeah I, I, the the rate of coronavirus is going down which is great but again yeah. nobody knows when everything's going to go back so yeah. I think that's the I thing. think about I mean I think about the educators that are having to do both yeah. having to be in-person teaching and having to do distance learning and and it's like wait now wait now i've got two identities wait <laughs> yeah yeah and the thing and the let thing alone they have families of their own at home well, um, where do they find time for themselves and that was a big thing that you know i speak about that we're worrying about everybody else and we neglect ourselves and then all the other issues the unknown like it doesn't take long for your mental mind set to just go the wrong way Right, right, for sure. And, you know, what one of the things I was talking about um, during the summit was really anchoring yourself in your core values and that that is where you can find your center. And when we can find our center in a place of uncertainty, then everything can feel certain and you can go back to feeling that sense of safety. Um, that's really, you know, back to Maslow's hierarchy, right? And when we talk about taking away some of our basic elements that, that it we need to survive as humans anywhere we are on this planet you know safety is one of them and and if we can feel safe in that that emotional safety that you know we've got financial safety we've got food safety, we've got all those pieces but emotional safety is just as important and so if we can really um lean in and recenter with our unique individual core values and know what they are and start making choices aligned to them then we can actually begin to feel like we do have some semblance of control right now and some certainty when the world's kind of on fire. Yeah, right? exactly right. And I think it does come back to the individual that you can stretch yourself in because people will be very demanding of you, but then you need to be selfish. And this is a time where you say, no, right, I've got to look after myself because if you're not good in yourself, then your service to anybody else is not going to be good either. And I think that's a time old saying. So let's talk about Magnificent Mondays because I absolutely yeah. love this. I love it when my guests, um, a lot of time we've got, products we want to sell and help people but sandy this is what i love about you you've got you're putting other people first let's talk about these and for people in australia they might be uh terrific tuesdays i'm thinking right. of a time they're, they're probably tuesdays because <laughs> um, i believe 10 a.m my time is is pretty early your time um, okay. but that's okay catch the early birds and it's recorded you can watch it later um but yeah we're doing i'm taking them through this whole and i'm looking at, at some of my notes here um, from from what we've been doing, we started. Um, that's not the one I can turn over. Um, so we started week one, and so it's every Monday, and it's an hour, and I'm getting people um, to join me on Zoom, and then we're streaming it live on Facebook. And um, so it's on the Educator Dynamics Facebook page, and then I've got the Conscious Educator Circle group on Facebook. That I'm happy to have all of you join again. Just free content, um, you know, connecting us all together as educators who are conscious, who are actually. Um, part of the solutions, we're leaders in education, we're, we've got this open mind to what's next and we're hungry for, you know, really taking this by the reins and, and serving our students in a really healthy, conscious way. So we started the um, week one with how do you fill your own mental cup? Because, you know, at that Very point, we were, we were a week in um, to the, the quarantine. I'm like, I don't know what word, word to what call, do you it. call it. <laughs> no one does. Lock down the... <laughs> <laughs> the handcuffing, the, I don't know, <laughs> lots of things. Um, the safe place to be, um, but it was filling your mental, your mental cup. Like how do, you, how do you actually just recenter for yourself? Because if you don't have your own morning and evening routine structured for you, 
you're, you're really going to be feeling scattered throughout the day and, and feeling really depleted. So it's really vital that you really take that time for yourself. And then we went into um, values alignment and articulating your own individual core values. Um, and how do you actually live in alignment with those based on your choices? And then we went into, you know, purpose and passion. And all of these are on the Educator Dynamics page, so you can go back and, and look at any of them. Next, we went into your natural brain-wired strength. How do you connect that to your values and, um, and your passion and your purpose and your why? And last week, or this week, I guess still, um, I still don't know what day it is sometimes. Not but <laughs> we talked about growing <laughs> self-trust and team trust. And next week, we're going to go into um, simple and sustainable habits and routines. So it's, it's really all about um, serving educators with valuable information that they can use not only for themselves, but for their families and also for their colleagues and their students. Yeah, and I love that. And like you just said, it's not, it's not just as educators. These are all skills that we can apply in any asset of our life, you know, and, and particularly with our partners or our friends that might be going through something. These are all valuable skills that they probably need to learn as well, you know. And I've found lately that if I'm FaceTiming or Zooming someone, like we don't have much to talk about. So this could be a really nice way to upskill your friends in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Share, share with your friends and, and have a values-based conversation. Be able to be like, what are your core values? Not just values you agree with. We all agree with being honest with one another, but is that a core value of yours? And, and have those conversations because you can really get to know each other even better um, and, and really learn to, to ebb and flow and lean on each other in, in ways that you can support each other. I love that. So, all right, guys. So, Magnificent Mondays. Uh, we'll check that out. I'll have links in the show notes. Now, see, I'm aware of your time, and I know you've been talking all day, and you're so, so kind with your valuable time and your voice and everything like that. I've just got a couple of questions I always like to finish off with. And if you could look back over your years of wisdom and knowledge and everything you've done and go back to 18-year-old Sandy and give her one bit of advice, what would that be? Trust the process. Trust the process and go with the flow. Stop stressing so much. <laughs> it's all, all going to happen in divine time. It's all going to happen whether you try to force it and stress and worry or you actually just allow it to unfold. It's going to happen regardless. <laughs> Let it go. You'll have fewer gray hairs. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. And um, what legacy do you want to be remembered for? So with all your work and everything you've done, what do you want to, what do you want people to remember Sandy for? helping others live their life on purpose. I think yeah. that, that's spot on. And um, guys, if you have not uh, checked out Sandy's talk, go to summit.energetic.education. Um, the recording's up there. And I think it's really important to find your purpose. And uh, that's exactly what you go through in that talk. And as I said, yes, it was designed for educators, but um, it's also designed for any human that wants to better themselves. So um, Sandy, thank you so much for not only giving up your time for webinars, doing your Magnificent Mondays, but being on the podcast today, it's um, it's amazing how you can connect. And I think um, I was actually talking to my mum before that this pandemic or whatever you want to call it, it's actually been really positive because it's made me reach out even more and I've been able to connect. Yeah. And I think that is one thing. You've got an opportunity now to reach out and connect with people that you may not have because our lives are too busy. So um, personally, thank you very much. I've loved yeah. chatting with you and, and sharing everything. You, and I can't wait for my podcast audience to obviously learn more from you. So Sandy, where's yeah. the best place? Cause you've got, you're like me, you're everywhere. Uh, <laughs> where's, where's the best place if people just want to reach out and find you and say, thanks for that podcast. Thanks for the webinar. Yeah, definitely. You can, you can find me um, either if you go to Educator Dynamics on Facebook or you can find me anywhere on social media at at School Sandy. 
done. All right. Well, I'll have links in the show notes. And uh, Sandy, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been an absolute you, blast. And two in two weeks, I tell you what, this is crazy. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Still great connecting with you.